Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Georgia Dodge Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Did. Joe Cox with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel Troop. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Kaylee Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks a tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Good evening, neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32-18. Let the celebration begin. All right. Welcome in. It's another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. We are it's it's recruit man. What's up? What's up, man? Got a little bit of time here. Um, they're not TAA time, so gotta bang one out real quick, right? Yeah, man. That's uh that's what we do here. We we're again our goal is to is to give you content each and every day. Uh I flew solo because last night because uh because Israel, you're uh, you're coaching you're coaching up the baseball. Um uh, mm-hmm. you guys have long games where you can't throw strikes. I know how that feels. Absolutely. Uh, and it's all good. But we're gonna we're gonna keep plugging along with content no matter what. Uh, but yesterday's show, or we had a show available this morning, uh, or Monday morning and Tuesday morning, uh, and then this this show uh, we're, we're coming at you on a Wednesday. So um, I hope you enjoyed the uh, the post game wrap up of the uh, Ole Miss Georgia game uh, that happened. We hope you enjoyed that. We hope you subscribe, like, find us on social media. But like I said, we are presented by Bet Online. Dot ag it remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season everything from the super bowl uh we just had bowl season but next time bowl season rolls around there's some things there esports uh nba things like that so you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news game trends at bet online so bet online features live betting free contests and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable and that's the truth so we're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. BetOnline is where the game starts. So like I said, we got an action-packed show. Uh, but the first thing I want to start with, and, and he was uh, teammates with you uh, for, mm-hmm. for, uh, for a time, uh, but A.J. Green announced his retirement from the NFL uh, yesterday. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about his impact on the game. Uh, obviously, the stats speak for themselves. Uh, and, and, and as soon as he announced his retirement, the, the debate started. Is he a Hall of Famer? Um, I think he is. I mean, he almost, you know, won Andy Dalton, the uh, MVP, single-handedly. Um, you know, AJ, my guy, congratulations on a, an incredible career, man. Um, I mean, to see him when he first got to Georgia, um, and to see him grow and, and just get better and better every day, uh, perfect his craft. And, I mean, he had a phenomenal career, you know, in Cincinnati. Um, barring a couple injuries, um, I mean, he's, he could be still a dominant receiver. Um, 
you know, and it's, it, I was just telling some of my kids yesterday, what's crazy is he never got hurt until, what, a couple of years ago at Cincinnati when the injury started coming because, I mean, the kid the guy took care of his body. Yeah. Um, he did the right things. Um, so, you know, that's kind of that's kind of player, you know, kids need to look up to, you know, a guy like him. Um, so, AJ, congratulations, man. Um, great career, you know, great family man. You know, he was a great teammate. So, can, can't say anything bad about the guy. So, congratulations, AJ. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, tremendous, tremendous career. I mean, at Georgia, he had a blocked field goal to save our bacon against Arizona State in the in the rain and muddy mess. I, I know you probably remember that uh, very vividly. Uh, I mean, the dude was an animal um, in the pros for the Bengals. Uh, I think I remember his first injury actually happened. I think I think that might have been his first NFL injury, uh, but it happened on hard knocks. So, you, you know, you got to see his recovery there. Um, mm -hmm. He was a five-star recruit coming in in 2008. Uh, he was the highest-drafted wide receiver going fourth overall in, in, in UGA history. Um, he had, uh, in the NFL, 727 catches for 10,514 yards, 70 touchdowns, and seven Pro Bowls uh, to his resume. I feel like that's going to be Justin Jefferson next season, mm -hmm. uh, the, way, the way the Vikings are going. But, I mean, dude has had a phenomenal career. I mean – the, the play that a lot of people will remember in a Georgia uniform is that catch in Boulder, Colorado, the one-handed grab uh, on the on the sideline uh, pass from Aaron Murray. So uh, just, a, just a huge, huge career, huge impact on the wide receiver position. I remember him and Julio Jones came in uh, at the same time, and, and both of those guys were uh, huge impact players, respectively, for their uh, for their teams, and then obviously did, uh, did the same in the league. So um hats off to you aj man um and, and you're always welcome here uh to to the show but uh i mean just watching the impact that he had watching the impact that he had even though the it didn't show up on the stat line in arizona the the impact that he had on those young receivers showing them how to work showing them how to run routes showing them how to beat defenders and showing them how to fight uh jalen ramsey so uh hell of a career man hell of a career man i still remember that that game and um, what people don't realize that that little skinny guy is strong. You hear me? Um, and I knew when, when Jalen Ramsey, you know, pushed him down, I was like, yeah, that ain't going to go well. No. As soon as AJ turned around, I was like, oh, he's going to get him. But as you, if you watch, you know, most teams are going to come out and try to fight the guy that starts the fight. If you notice, nobody tried to hit AJ. Right. And he was on the ground, could easily, you know, been really bad. Jaguars teammates were even trying to pick him up. So, I mean, that just shows you the respect that he got. Um, and, you know, it's all in the game, obviously. You know, Jalen trying to get it, you know, a little rise out of him. But, you know, one thing about that little skinny guy, man, he is country. And he uh, don't yeah. – you know, so don't let the silent the, – the little silent demeanor, you know, the calm, cool, collective demeanor fool you now. He, he, AJ can get with it now. Yeah, he's a country boy from South Carolina. Did y'all come in the same class or was he after, was he right after you? He was right after me. Do you remember any sort of recruiting stories when, when he was coming in to, to Georgia? I remember one day we're at 707, um, like Stafford's throwing. He he just got there, and um, we're doing one-on-ones, and Bobo just happened to be leaving the facility, um, coming down, and AJ runs a post you know, on somebody uh, during our one-on-one -on -one session, and all you hear is uh, Bobo blow the horn, beep, beep, there it is, boys, and he just rides off. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. Man, he was a great teammate. So, yeah. um, you know, 
I tell my kids all the time, like, being an unselfish teammate is when you're in the game and it's third down and you know that they're throwing the ball, they were throwing the ball to AJ. So, you know, running a clear out route or, you know, doing whatever you need to do so that guy can get open, you know, as being an ultimate teammate. He was always the ultimate teammate as well. Yeah. I mean, it shows in, in the way he takes pride in blocking. It shows in, like, if he knows he's not the main guy in the progression on a certain concept, he's going to run that as hard as, as hard as if he was the first pro- progression. Like, if he has a clear out, he's going to clear out. If he mm-hmm. has, a blocking assignment so he can block for for whoever's running the ball whatever stable of running backs that we had uh was running the ball he was going he was going to do it so um what 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 a what a phenomenal career did you guys so like i remember when when aj green was being recruited uh i remember the 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 catch that he had the calvin johnson like catch that he had in mm-hmm. high school when you when you when you guys heard about this this uh, this kid from South Carolina named AJ Green coming in, uh, did you guys watch his highlights? Did you guys like tease him about it, razz him about it a little bit? Did you guys give him a hard time or how, how did like when he came in? Like how was he received? Did you you know you know what, what was that like? Well, you know it it wasn't as accessible as it is now. You know, like now you just pull it up on Huddle, you know, and you got it. But you know, we had heard about it. Um, you know, the DBs. Um, you know, we're talking trash already. So, you know, Prince Miller and all those guys, um, they were already kind of licking their chops to come in there. Prince knew him, you know, Prince is from South Carolina as well. Uh, he yeah. went to Burns, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, you know, they kind of knew who he was. But, you know, in the receiver room, you know, Muhammad Massaqua was was really good. You know, he was the senior leader of that group um, when AJ yeah. first came in. Um, you know, uh, Kenneth Harris, you know, Michael Moore. Um, a lot of the guys that, that were, you know, influential for me, you know, during my little turd days during that time, you know, they, they were luckily AJ had some older guys that were still there, you know, to kind of help him through it. Um, but um, no, he came in. Um, he was quiet. I mean, you never would have known, you know, how good he was, you know, just from his demeanor and what he came in. He didn't come in flamboyant like, you know. And he never chirped at practice or anything he, when, when Prince was coming at him or. You know, he talked. He talked trash, trash. He talked plenty of trash, but you had to talk trash to him. He wasn't gonna start it. Ah, gotcha. So you know, but once he once he got going, it was a ball game. Did did he have did like the receiver room have a hype man dur- during that time period? Our like, hype man, was, our hype man was Tony Wilson. Tony. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. He was our was our hype man, and then when when he left and when he graduated, you know, Tavares kind of took over. Um, after that, him and Rentavious Wooten. Um, ball carrier. <laughs> you know, we kind of, kind of took over the uh, the funny man in the room. Yeah. Um, so you know, we had some we had some great times in there, man. It was watching Woot and uh, AJ go at it every day when we were at, we were in there was absolutely priceless. So if there was a rivalry between anybody, it was between AJ and Woot. So it was mm-hmm. absolutely hilarious. I remember when when Woot was being recruited. I was working at Rivals.com, so I was like seeing all the so like we used to get full we used to get a stack of dvds we used to edit off dvds back in that day yes yeah, we were first, looking at dvds back then <laughs> yeah so i would get a stack of like uh rantavius Hooten. i think he was glade central right mm, i want to say yeah um he was one of those schools down in south florida i think it's glades um but i'd get a stack of like 10 games from glades and i would i would have to watch every game and pull the highlights. So in watching these games, like, you know, they leave the, the audio to the camera on, and all of a sudden in the background I hear uh, all in one breath, all in one – it seemed like tried trying to make it all in one syllable. Wooten the ball carry, he may go. 
<laughs> so with the fans, he picked up the name Wooten the ball carrier. Yes. Because everyone saw his highlights and you heard Wooten the ball carrier, he may go. Mm-hmm. Like just the announcer never broke tone, never got too excited, never got too down, just was th- that whole tone. Uh tried to make it all one word, Wooten the ball carrier, he may go. That's that that's that Florida, you know, that Florida accent down there, man. But trust me, if you yeah. hear me talk on here, you would think. I'm just the countryest person you've ever met in your life. Yeah. You know, but if you see me talk in person, I sound totally different. It's weird. Oh, huh. huh. okay. Do you have less of an accent or more? I have less of an accent in person. Uh, okay. To me yeah. and to other people, but I sound really funny, you know, coming from the outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it depends on who I'm talking to. Sometimes if I'm talking to somebody that has a really thick accent, like I tend to match Yeah. your, your accent. So like if you have a really country accent – and you're talking to me, I'm going to probably match it. Yeah. I don't know. It's subconsciously, too. I don't, I don't, I don't know why I do that. But as long as you don't Brian Kelly me, then, you know, we'll, we'll be good. <laughs> Welcome to the family. Well, congrats on, a, congrats on a great career. I think you're a Hall of Famer, AJ. Uh, and, and I hope you, I hope you get voted in on, on, uh, on the first or second ballot. So, mm-hmm. um, before we change topics, man, uh, you can pick us up anywhere you get your podcast. My favorite place to listen is Spotify, uh, but I was also listening on the SiriusXM app uh, as well. So you can find our show there, download it, like, subscribe, leave us a rating, all that good stuff. So um, we're going to continue our pre-combine draft stock watch report. That sounded really fancy, um, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're going to, you know, we looked at the Senior Bowl guys uh, with Joe DeLeon, and then we, you know, we kind of recapped it on, on Monday's show. Uh, but I want to pick it back up with Nolan Smith. I didn't want to do this on the solo mission. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're going to pick it up with Nolan Smith because, you know, I think it's important to note that the big injury that he took that knocked him out for the season, the big shoulder injury that he took, um, is important to see how he's going to respond, how the mm-hmm. NFL scouts are going to respond to his injury. But, I mean, we obviously know what he brings on the field uh, from a pass rushing uh, standpoint, but like the edge position in the NFL is is changing and it's yes. changing pretty rapidly. So the, I, I think it favors Nolan Smith, right? Yes, absolutely. You know, you look at, you know, one guy that I've been watching a lot is, you know, Michael Parsons, obviously not only just because I'm a Cowboys fan, but because, I mean, he plays the game hard. You know, guys like him, um, you know, are kind of changing the game. That hybrid guy, one, you can put hand in the dirt, which we all know Nolan can do, or you can stand up you know, and come off the edge or sometimes even go and, you know, and play coverage. Um, so, you know, that hybrid guy is really what the NFL is looking for. Nolan fits that that to a T. The only problem is, is where does he fit and which what team? Because obviously Ron Corson, shout out to Ron, you know, best sports medicine guy, you know, in the nation. Of course, wow. he'll be back and I'm sure he's been doing his rehab like he's supposed to. So okay. you know, he'll, he's going to bounce back. But, you know, our team's willing to take a chance on him. Um, I say yes. I mean, look at him. He was in every meeting. He was on the sideline every single game. I mean, he was still the leader of that defense, even from the sideline. So, obviously, he has great character and great leadership skills. So, um, now it just goes to, all right, did he stay in shape during that time, which is really going to come in handy um, at, you know, if he does if he does decide to do pro day and things like that. So, right now, yeah. it's just looking at that injury and seeing if, you know, he stayed healthy, you know, and – everything to take care of itself because, I mean, that hybrid defensive end slash linebacker guy are what a lot of teams are looking for. Yeah, I mean, I think the number one thing to look at at the pro day, and I think he still may go to the combine and just do the interviews and 
uh, do whatever he can uh, from the neck up and, and just try to uh, – I think he's going to have some medical examinations. They're going to test the sturdiness and, the, and, and the, the, the injury to the shoulder to see just how serious it is. And if it's not serious enough, you know, maybe, you know, maybe that, that improves his draft stock. Mm-hmm. But you know, to me, when when you get a, when you get an injury like that, the first thing, unfortunately, the first thing that comes to mind is this guy's an NFL prospect. Is that going to hurt his draft stock, and is that mm-hmm. going to hurt his ability to really play at the level he needs to play at? Not only to get drafted in the first second round, but to make a team and be a contributor for a team. So, like Tay Crowder, I think had he not been kind of banged up, I think he may would have gotten drafted sooner. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much sooner, um, but he got drafted as uh, I, I think he might have been Mister Irrelevant in his draft class, and you know he's a big time starter. He's the one that yeah. uh, when, when you look at that Derrick Henry clip from the first game, uh, the guy who decleated Derrick Henry, that was Tay Crowder. Yeah, that guy. Um, so does his shoulder hold up with the injury? Um, and then the the two guys you you have to compare Nolan Smith to in, in this draft, and the two guys that come to mind are two top five talents, Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson coming from uh, Texas Tech, big 6'6", long 275-pound uh, Ed guy. Uh, you got to see like how these guys can play against the run. Now, stature-wise, Will Anderson and Nolan Smith may as well be clones. I mean, they're both similar height, similar yeah. weight, uh, similar skill set, but Tyree Wilson's a little bit, little bit bigger, a little bit more of a Hand in the dirt defensive end, mm-hmm. more of a more of a run guy probably than Will Anderson and Nolan Smith. But I mean, th- those are those are the key factors for for me. Pro day and combine are going to be, hey, can you pass the medical exams? That's going to be huge yeah. for him, more so than anything else. He's got great film. Not worried about that. He will kill every interview he does. Not worried about that. But it's it's the medical piece of it that that kind of worries me a little bit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you go back and look at Will Anderson. I mean, the way he was able to dominate, you know, play on the edge, squeeze, um, sacks. I mean, chase the quarterback, chase down running backs and play in coverage. And that's pretty much what, you know, Nolan was able to do. So um, the defensive end from Texas A&M, um, I really didn't see him very much um, to know his skill set. But, you know, being six six, almost six seven defensive end, I mean, that just shows – you know, kind of what they're going to be looking for. So, um, but it also goes to how athletic is he? You know, can he play in space? You know, can he squeeze the gap? Can he make a tackle? Can he do all those things at one time without having to come off the field or change personnel defensively um, is what they're going to look for. Or do they look to move him inside? You know, can he put on weight and they move him inside um, to, you know, having, having his hand in the dirt? Yeah. So, you know, it just goes to, you know, what's team, what teams are looking for? You know, what's the scheme? Um, and at the end of the day, it goes to, are you prepared? You yeah. know, I think Nolan is prepared. I think Will Anderson is prepared, you know, so just coming from the pedigree of who their defensive coaches are, yeah. you know, so at the end of the day, I think Nolan, you know, depending on how everything goes, physical wise goes, um, I think he's going to get drafted. Um, if, without the injury, I think he's definitely, you know, within the conversation of day one, definitely day two, uh, mm-hmm. but with the injury, it just depends on how everything goes you know, day two, day three, you know, or possibly day three, day four, just depending on how everything goes with the injury. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll know based on how that goes, um, the, the sturdiness of it. So um, in, our, in our next draft stock update on, on, a, on a future episode, we're going to look at Keely Ringo and what he brings to the table. I read something that a possible uh, 
looking at him uh, possibly uh, playing some safety as well. So we'll look at that on a, on a different episode. But um, uh, again, we thank you for we thank you for watching. Um, we we hope that uh, you know um, we hope that you like and subscribe to us on YouTube, things like that. But before we get out of here, um, let's talk Georgia baseball. Preseason practice is underway. Did you know that? Did you know that Georgia hired a new strength coach to for baseball? I saw that earlier in the season. Um, you know, baseball workouts and football workouts are totally different. I learned that firsthand yeah. uh, when I got there. Um, but um, you know, to hire a new strength coach I means there's obviously you know a change that's been made um, yeah. because technically and realistically, there was way too many injuries last year. Yeah. You know, which we started here going to here and then we completely just imploded just based off injuries you know nothing nobody got in trouble anything like that just because of injuries um you know within the strength and conditioning program and you know changing the guy you know maybe it's, it's maybe it's not him per se but obviously strength and condition has a lot to do with injuries um so you know that obviously means that they're trying to make a change and um trying to do better you know physically because i mean yeah. that's really our downfall. If we don't get hurt, we we were rolling. But yeah, I mean, we we started. I mean, it started in the bullpen. So, um, you know, he's got to get these pitchers up and running and being able to last throughout the course of a season. Because our bullpen got thin. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when that's when it all fell apart. So, um, but what this guy, his name is Jim Malone. Uh, what he brings to the table, he has twenty years of strength uh, experience in Major League Baseball. He's been the head of strength and conditioning for the Indians, which are now the Guardians, uh, the San Diego Padres, the Mets, the Royals, and the Cardinals. Um, he was also the strength coach for the National League All-Stars uh, in 2013, which I didn't know that was possible. I didn't know that was a thing, but apparently that is a, That's a hell of a resume there. And if you think about those teams, I don't know when he was there. Those, were, those teams were pretty much, you know, playoff. Yeah, I mean, the, the Royals uh, were in the World Series for, for a run. Maybe he was there. I mean, you know, the Indians have always the been – yep. they, they've been good. The Padres have been solid. They just couldn't put it all together. But I, 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 think it's more of a, I think it's more of a scouting and a talent thing for the for the Padres. And then, you know, the, the, the Mets always start strong, and then they, mm-hmm. just, they just fall apart. But, again, I think that's just lack of depth. It's not because of injuries. No, it's not because of injuries. And, <laughs> and it's not because they're not strong. But he was also the president of the Professional Baseball Strength and Conditioning Coaches Society. Um, he served on the MLB Strength and Conditioning Advisory Committee as appointed by the commissioner, so Bud Selig. Um, he was he himself was a competitive weightlifter. He he won the gold medal in the 2019 IPF World Masters Weightlifting Competition, the 2020 IPF Masters Pan Am Championships, and the 2012 California Games, which was a great video game on the on the original Nintendo. Get it going, why don't you? Yeah. So I mean the guy's resume is ridiculous. Um so we should be a lot stronger, should be a lot healthier. Um and, and hopefully that that translates. So um and and three guys that could really stand to benefit from that is Liam Sullivan, Jaden Woods, and Nolan Crisp. Um yes. those, those are those are the three starters. Um those are probably your uh how whatever order, however it shakes out, but that's your Friday, Saturday, Sunday starters. And I um, remember Jalen was was rolling more before he got injured last year, man. Yeah, I mean he's he's topping out at ninety six, um, 
and he'll this will be the first time he's in the the starting rotation. But a lot of that's due to injury. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's you know uh, he's the best man. Uh, hitters were hitting just two twenty seven off of him last year in, in the in the brief moments that he pitched when he wasn't injured. Um, you know, Sullivan and Crisp, of course, need to uh, cut down on their home run balls. But um, you have a couple other guys, Luke Wagner and Coleman Willis, that are uh, that'll probably be like. Uh, middle midweek starters, uh, spot starters. If there is a slight injury or slight deal, so mm-hmm. I mean, you have five guys that I think could, uh, or six guys uh, that I think could could be in line for some starts, and then of course uh, other guys will be be in for for the bullpen. So, but I'm looking forward to Jaden Woods. I think Jaden Woods can be our number one. Absolutely, you know, with him. With him going down last year, that really hurt because I think he was the last one to actually go down. I mean, he 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 was still kind of pushed through, but um, the injury bug hits, especially in baseball, because you're literally using every single motion, you know, especially yeah. when you're a pitcher. So, um, you know, hopefully, you know, with everything going on and we actually play, if I was them, you know, as much trash as we talk about Tennessee, they're a really good baseball team and they play a lot of small ball, you know. Yeah. So I know we'll talk about that in another episode, but, you know, kind of, you know, do your scout report on those guys and figure out how they do everything. And a lot of hit and running, you know, kind of get guys in the rhythm, you know, because you got to manufacture runs. So let's butt. Yeah. You know, well, things, with, with Coach Malone, we might, be able to, we might be able to start. We ranked eighth in home runs hit, which I think this season with Tennessee, LSU's geared up, Ole Miss is geared up. You know, of course, you always have the Vandy boys. Uh, they're geared up. I mean, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a powerful year in the SEC, and I think we hired the right strength guy to, to join in on that. We were ranked eighth in the SEC in home runs. Um, you have, uh, you know, you have a lot of lot of guys that that could that could stand to benefit from that. Charlie Condon being one of them, six six, two hundred ten pounder. Um, he has, uh, I mean, he has double digit home run potential. He could be one of our he can be one of our big boppers. Um, Connor Tate. Parks Harbor and Corey Collins also uh, they they had they already had double digit home runs. I expect those numbers to be even higher uh, yes. with this new strength program. So that I mean that that's one of the you know the offensive expectations. We got to score more runs, and what mm-hmm. what's a better way to score runs is get guys on base and then drive them in with home runs. So and drive them in with some power or 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 hit to the gaps with power. I'm, I'm not even that worried about home runs. Even um, I, I think that'll come naturally with just increasing your strength and power. Uh, if yes. you can just start, if you can start driving the gaps and and, and driving down the lines, you're going to be just fine. On base percentage, that's what we're looking for. On base percentage. That's very money ball of you. Um, <laughs> very very money ball. Uh, but uh, we need to find a closer. That that's going to be the that's going to be uh, the the biggest thing. Woods was I think a candidate for for closing, but I, I just don't think he was. I think he's more of a starter. But mm-hmm. um, got to find a closer. Um, if we don't find a closer. Um, we better have some big leads or uh, things are going to go south for us. But Absolutely. Uh, you have uh, transfers that came in that, that were closers at their previous school. You have Pace Mercer at ABAC, Dalton Raiden at Wofford, Zach DeVito at Tulane, and Kyle, Kyle Greenler at Elon. So you're going you're gonna to have to figure out the back end of the bullpen. So like one of those guys can, can be set up. Like you can – I mean, you could, you could three-inning – uh, close with these guys, uh, and then have one guy be be middle relief or, or whatever. I mean, you have four guys to fit three innings, 
Um, and you can have like a you could rotate your seventh inning guy, and then you have your eighth inning and ninth inning guy, and you could be you could be pretty set. Absolutely, but, but we um, can't do anything unless we score runs. Yeah, got to score. score runs, or, or 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 it doesn't matter who's closing. Like I could I could close if we're not scoring runs, and it wouldn't matter. Um, but Zach Devito is a name that jumps out uh, at me. I, I think he, you know, he he's shown that he has pretty good stuff at uh, at Tulane, um, mm-hmm. and, and so uh, I, I'm excited to kind of see who wins that closer role. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, we got a kid from ABAC down here in Tip County. You know, my neck of the woods. So yeah, ABAC. Uh, I'm definitely rooting for that guy. So for sure, for sure. So. Um, but it's going to be an exciting baseball season, I think. Uh, you know, I, I I think there's a lot. You know, the transfers that we got, we got a lot of newcomers, a lot of guys coming in. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think Strickland has really done a good job of flipping this roster over. Um, and I, I think it, you know, the pitching staff builds around Jaden Woods. Uh, and and I I think you know the 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 four boppers that we had, I think that you know the lineup's going to kind of shake out around them. And you know, we're going to just try to get some runs across the plate. You know, get guys yeah. on base and, and get people touching home plate. Um, whether it's home run, double, single, triple, bunt, small ball, wh- whatever whatever needs to win um, is how we're going to do it. But Absolutely. bullpen's got to improve no matter what. The bullpen's got to improve because we got to stop hemorrhaging runs because yeah. that's also a problem. You know, you yeah. get your bullpen guys in there, you know, especially if you have a, a rough day out of your starter and you get to your bullpen in the fourth inning. Yeah, that ain't it's good. Just, it gets bad. I remember watching uh, – the series against Kentucky, I remember it was 1-1, uh, and coming into Sunday, it was 1-1. And, uh, you know, the game starts with a, you know, with a grand slam in the first inning. Not a good start. Pitcher gets pulled in the third inning. Uh, fourth inning, you know, the pitcher settles down, gets guys out, and, and keeps it at four. Um, obviously, we couldn't get any runs across, and this was at Kentucky. But uh, fourth inning rolls around. Um, pitcher gets shelled, gets in a bad spot reliever comes in and just gives up like six more runs or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah that was a bad day. I remember that. So, uh, just got to sure up that, but, um, it's, it's pretty cool to be able to talk about baseball. It's pretty cool to be able to be relevant in baseball again. Haven't really had that, uh, in, in, in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. last year was a fun year. Uh, but really since 2008, we've been pretty bad at baseball. Yeah. Um, I think they, they it's coming on up though, you know, putting a little bit of time and effort into the baseball program with different facilities now, you know. So now it's time to poop or get off the pot. Exactly. So as they say. There you go. So um as we wrap up, uh make sure you watch Monday and Tuesday shows. Tuesday we uh was part two of how to fix the basketball program, uh, which is pack out the stag pack out the stag. Um, you know, the, the SEC expansion talks have stalled, so that's kind of kind of going to affect the schedule and how it's made out, um, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about the re- we'll talk about how that affects Georgia <clears throat> as far as strength the schedule goes for this upcoming season uh, in, in in future episodes. But uh, again, you can always find us wherever you find your podcast. Download, listen, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Get those view counts up. You guys are doing a great job supporting the show uh, lately. So let's let's keep that momentum up up until up through the the end of time. So. Uh, we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network, presented by Bet Online for Israel Troop. I'm Corey Burton. We thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. Please find us on social media at Believe in Dogs. And you know, as always, go dogs. Go dogs.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.